0: We the people of the United States, to form a more perfect union,
1: secure the blessings of liberty, establish the Constitution.
0: Hello, friends, and welcome to We the People Show. This is your host Tiger, and we're here with another episode of uh, of great content. Of common sense content, and first of all, how are you doing today, Bradley?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. How about you?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Now, um, as y'all know by the title, Texas is the last stand on Earth, or excuse me, Texas is the last stand in America. And the reason I decided to talk about it today it's it's a reference actually to uh, this Ronald Reagan quote. He said, as I quote, "If we lose freedom here, there is no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth." What he mean What he meant was that this we are we are a country, this country, the United States, is the best, in which we have a perfect um, a government framework, basically drafted by the Constitution, in which we have checks and balances and everything. Now, people out there may have different opinions about power of government. Some want the big one, others, like us, you and me, Bradley, want a small one, limited one. Now, Bradley, um, what is your interpretation when I told you about this title just a few minutes ago? Texas is the last stand in America. Well, uh, I would believe that America, I would interpret
1: that as that uh, America needs Texas, it's because of Texas that America continues to be great despite its problems and, uh. <laughs> I think America needs to continue to borrow some ideas from Texas. Uh, recently, it's been kind of uh, slipping away from those ideas. It kind of needs to get back on track as it was before.
0: Right. And here in the state of Texas, we uh, we produced, I think, three presidents of LBJ, the two Bushes. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great state in which we have to keep it red in this time, in this nowadays, because um, you see what the Democrats are proposing, all the woke stuff, like uh, letting men compete in women's sports and uh, not being transparent with elections. And um, yeah, and a whole lot of other stuff. And uh, Bradley, you could chime in and jump in and add any stuff that they're crazy about and why it's important for the Texas Republican leadership to keep it red. As I said before, to keep us, to be like California, but a sane version of California.
1: Exactly.
0: And yeah, if Democrats get Texas, like. Capture Texas statewide offices, the governorship, and the lieutenant governorship. Uh, Republicans are screwed nationwide. Forget Republican, like the party itself. Um, just people with common sense are screwed because you see nationwide Democrats and the Texas Democrats doing um, woke stuff to this country. Right now, with Biden's entire uh, federal government, his cabinet, you see all the, the cabinet members. It's, they're all chosen based on checking off the boxes rather than the qualifications, like merit. And compare that with the Trump administration. And um, Bradley, I'm going to give you a little more speaking time. Can you tell us what we can do uh, in this fight to keep Texas red? Well, I think we need to get uh, the, the
1: younger generation because they're the Texas' in the future. And uh, I think we need to persuade them why they're better off putting for Republicans against Democrats. Because they're going to make their lives more expensive, as you see that with uh, Biden's inflation with gas and groceries and other important items. Uh, we need to explain to them why uh, uh, preserving uh, <clears throat> strong conservative uh, uh, values is uh has always been in America's culture and our values to make this country great and uh, I think uh, we continue to educate them about that uh, we get, there's there's another opportunity too uh, with uh, Latinos uh, Latinos have uh, constantly their population has uh, increased uh, ever more uh, over the years and uh, uh, recently they started voting more Republican than normal. And uh, I think that's also going to be key to Texas's uh, survival, uh, along with, uh, of course, uh, conservative refugees, as I like to call them, from blue states.
0: Yes, and funny enough, Bradley, uh, I'm a member of the Austin Young Republicans, and we have apparently a bunch of caucuses, kind of like uh, little teams. And one of them is called the... Um, the Cal, I think it's called as I quote the California Refuge Caucus, which is hilarious but true. It's basically Republicans who fled blue states like California who moved to freedom states like Texas, and uh, that's one important thing to note. And another is, as Bradley mentioned, yes, the Latino vote they they trended right actually the, a right wing trend. As a result, you could see in the twenty twenty election in which. The South Texas Congressional District voted, they voted for Clinton in 2016, but they voted overwhelmingly, increased for Trump in 2020. So there's that, the Latina vote. And speaking of which, um, we've got three great Hispanic women running for Congress down there. They are Maya Flores, Monica de la Cruz, and Cassie Garcia. And Bradley, I actually met one of the campaign organizers for these three wonderful ladies over the Memorial Day weekend, so that's great. And I'm sure she passed the word along, but Cassie Garcia appreciated, I think personally, in her words, my donation to her just a couple weeks ago. So there's yeah. that, what's that's up? That's fantastic. Yep. And um, yeah, Bradley is totally right because the, it's all in their heritage, that hard work and God is most important and i think we see that in the family life of our mutual friend christian cavazos the former chairman of yct right so uh yes yeah so that's why um democrats or the hispanic voters take a look at what the democrats are doing specifically the progressive policies and they were like wait a minute this isn't right so that's how they if overwhelming for Republicans or continue to do so if the Democrats continue to be this woke, pushing this nonsense. So yeah, the Latino vote in Texas, it's important as well as um, the common sense that should be emphasized, which Texas Republicans are displaying while Texas Democrats are, they're just as delusional, you know, Bradley, as their boy Joe Biden. Oh, definitely. Yep, and um, Bradley, you and I uh, had Texas legislature experience. You interned for a state rep, and I interned for a state senator. First of all, let's start with the lower house. What is your advice for future um, Texas house interns?
1: Uh, I'd say learn as much as you can uh, while you work under the the watch of these uh, state reps and their chiefs of staffs certainly
0: learned a lot, uh, based on my experience of working with a state rep. Yep. And, um, for me, I was an intern for a state Senator and, um, I could say is that from my experience folks is that it's, it's almost the exact same. The difference is, um, the Texas Senate, I guess, uh, have, I'll say heavily depends on us more. I'm, what I mean by that is, uh, the state of Texas as a whole and the governor and the Lieutenant governor, because we're kind of like the up, we are definitely the upper chamber of the, um, the state legislature. Of course, I'm not saying no offense, Bradley that the lower house isn't important. They are just as important too, but, uh, our legislature state legislature is just like a mini, mini copy of the United States Congress. So uh, there's that. We're kind of like mimicking, I would say, the federal government, but on a state level. And uh, it is important to get work done regardless if you are working with the House, Texas House or the Texas Senate. It's just as important to find solutions to um, issues happening around the state. And um, Bradley... um, you, you've been in the internship role probably longer than I have, but would you say there's a bit of a, I don't know, an Austin Swamp or Texas Swamp compared to the the DC Swamp?
1: Oh, yes. The Austin Swamp can uh, certainly run as deep as the DC Swamp. Uh, actually, I wouldn't say as deep. I'd say it's a little bit weaker. Like a uh, DC Swamp light.
0: And I say that
1: because it's easier for uh, policy to get through on the state level, especially in a uh, where you have a Republican lower house, Republican upper house, and Republican governor uh, running the state, Republican trifecta overall. It's easier to get things through uh, compared to other states uh, where there's deadlock and the federal level where there's always deadlock.
0: Mm hmm. And I've been. uh, There certainly are
1: politicians who are always uh, uh, pushed by lobbyists, of course, and you're always going to have those issues, and you know some bribery and corruption going on. Uh, But I feel like the accountability is a little bit better in Texas on the state level than on the federal level.
0: Gotcha, Bradley. Um, I I was sorry about interrupting earlier. I was trying to say that. Oh, this. Oh, you're good this is interesting. Um, this, uh, is also a message for y'all folks that, um, learning about y'all's own states, um, government, how it works is just more important actually than knowing the federal government, because with the federal government and the national politics, it's obvious. We all know it's easy, but in terms of each individual state, it's a lot more complicated because Bradley, to my knowledge, there are some legislatures out there like Kansas or I forgot which Midwest state that they'd only have one, like one body. They don't have a Senate or a house. Like it depends by state.
1: But that's Nebraska.
0: Yeah, Nebraska. There we go. Thank you. And so, yeah, folks, the point is knowing your own state government system and how it works is more important as it affects you more like the policies they, uh, they um, push forward. And um, Bradley, um, a good example is that is that you, I think you, this is a few months ago, you saw a tweet by somebody back in February. uh, They were complaining about the power being off and they blamed ERCOT and Abbott. And you tweeted replying saying, why don't you look at your own local government's um, policies more rather than blaming the whole state? So there we go, folks prime example of why um national politics isn't the only uh stuff that we have to shine light on shine light on your own um, state government's policies and laws exactly and um bradley uh, i have to say um well, kind of i kind of removed the it's getting a little off topic but i kind of removed the ukraine flag from the Twitter bio, the shows. I'm not saying uh, we don't support Ukraine anymore. Of course, we uh, stand with the Ukrainian U- Ukrainian people and pray for them. But um, speaking of which, Nancy Pelosi spending forty billion to send aid to them. Come on, that forty billion could have been used to say secure the border, to um, fight this inflation, not not spending more of or wait. <laughs> I'm kind of contradicting myself. Help, help, help me out there, economics major Bradley.
1: Oh, um, I think what you're trying to say is that you know, with the current inflation uh, going on in the nation, that this forty billion will certainly make inflation worse, and uh, I can totally understand that. Um, oh, so would it would it be okay if I expressed my view on this uh, topic?
0: Uh, What do you mean?
1: Um, uh, The 40 billion aid.
0: Oh, yeah, sure, certainly. I mean, that's where we started to show, (laughs) right?
1: Right. Oh, uh, and by the way, like uh, how I summarized what you said, is is that correct? Um, Yeah, I guess so. What you were trying to say? Yeah. Well, uh, what I was going to say is that would be that It'd get even more expensive if we don't help out Ukraine and uh, we allow Russia to win this war? Because if they were to take over, like they wouldn't even have to take over the whole country; they could take over half of it, and uh, they would uh, dominate the markets in the area of Ukraine with in terms of oil, uh, raw materials to make electronics and uh wheat and that would hurt our economy a lot because you know russia and the u.s uh, don't exactly get along right now and mm-hmm. uh i think the cost would be even higher if we didn't don't help out ukraine mm-hmm. and europe would be less uh, secured
0: okay we are getting to the geo politics um world politics kind of thing world news but um my my point is to shift the topic back to the local standpoint um folks it's important to note what the state government is spending money on based on how you know for example our country is spending money on now the ukrainian russia thing we can debate that another time but thank you for your insight bradley and back to the topic of texas is the last stand in america Yep, last stand indeed. Because if, say, um, say we have a Governor O'Rourke in uh, the next few years, and the Lieutenant Governor, I don't know, Mike Collier, if that's his name, the guy running against Patrick, and let's say Texas Democrats take over the legislature in a, in a hypothetical scenario, that is, we're doomed because we're going to see unnecessary COVID lockdown, and they're still pushing that all of a sudden, a narrative and woke policies. We basically will be another California, don't you agree?
1: If it were to take over at the state level, absolutely. The yeah. state would go to hell.
0: Not only would it go to hell for you know us Texans, um, it will be... Americans will be screwed because uh, we will not see another Republican president in a long, long time. It's always be a Democrat president and not only probably not even an establishment Democrat, if they, at this rate, if the Democrats are going to, you know, keep nominating progressives like Bernie Sanders. Now, Sanders himself is not going to run in 24. He said it's slim chance, but he started a movement, kind of like Trump started a MAGA movement, the right-wing populace. Um, Sanders started the left-wing populace, and you see progressives already here in the state of texas you know bradley you know them like cincenarios running who ran against quayar and um cesar greg cesar who is an austin city council member he's running for congress he got the nomination unfortunately and he's just gonna be another squad member yep i've, I've
1: heard about him and he will certainly try to pursue left-wing policy policies.
0: But yeah, that's just how important, folks. How Texas is the last stand in America. Now, I'm not talking to registered Democrats. If they're progressive, they're likely not going to change their mind. They're going to disagree with pretty much all of us what we just said, Bradley. And I am talking. I'm not talking to registered Republicans either because they're like us. They already know that what is happening and why Texas is important. I am talking to the suburban voters the registered independents out there, why uh, the Republican Party is a good choice for every ballot for the future elections. Now, I agree, even I as a staunch Republican, agree that my own party is not entirely perfect. There's bound to be wackos in it, just like Democrats have wackos too. And um, yeah, right now it's, a good choice here in the 2022 elections because um uh, biden and his and his group this posse they're just delusional right now and if beto were to take the governorship god forbid he will be just a mini biden don't you don't you agree but M- M- bradley yeah uh except maybe even more incompetent uh you know different
1: would be that he's younger
0: yeah and there we have it, folks. Now we see in 11 minutes, our recording limit is um, coming up. That's all right. But we said what we did to be said, that Texas is the last stand in America. If we lose freedom here in Texas, there's no other Texas to move to. And that's part of the quote, rally of what my former boss while interning in politics, State Senator Donna Camp said, at a rally one time. I met her again and spoke with her. She was proud of me that I became a student government senator later on. And it is important, folks, one more thing, that if good people don't do anything, bad stuff happens. And I I don't even need to, I believe we don't need to explain it. It's obvious of what we meant by that. Now, Bradley, do you have any final thoughts about Texas as the last stand in America?
1: Um, all I can tell uh, people is uh, to pay very close attention to Texas because America depends on her and uh, the Texas falls, the Union falls and uh, because Texas is a major bastion for freedom in the United States of America and I urge people to uh, keep the state red uh, by uh, voting and political
0: activism, and uh, education. Well said, Bradley. Um, I don't even need to say more. Um, Now, that's all the time we got, folks. Thanks for listening. And next week, Bradley, uh, we will be talking uh, the Trump endorsement and how its impact and its impact in the 2022 midterms And this is done in honor of, you know, President Trump, former President Trump's birthday is coming up. And uh, we decide to just give him a little credit and shout out. uh, Bradley, um, have you heard anything, by the way, before we close out, conclude, um, about Vice President Harris and President Biden's Memorial Day messages? I did catch one of President Biden's speech, but not the entirety.
1: Uh, I have not.
0: Uh, we just we just have to check and hope that they did the right thing and not be you know extremely inappropriate and rude last year, with quote unquote have a long weekend. They gotta know why that long weekend's there and what it means to us.
1: Exactly.
0: And oh, Bradley, another idea in a future episode. Um, you probably saw or maybe not. Red Eagle posted a video about it in which the redistricted map is entirely done. And uh, once we do another house update, can't wait to hear your opinion since you're very, you know, enthusiastic on up, on monitoring that, you know?
1: Oh, certainly. Uh, yeah, I actually just watched that
0: video that finally all the states finished the redistricting. Nice. All right, Bradley. Um, And, folks, uh, thanks y'all for listening. And uh, it's good to speak with you again, Bradley. We hope to talk next week about the Trump endorsement and its impact in the midterms. So, folks, thanks for listening and take care. We, the people of the United States, to form a
1: more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty establish the Constitution.